Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. Welcome back to another episode of Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. So, do you remember when you were younger and you would go camping with your parents or your friends, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts? I remember. Sitting out in the middle of the woods and you have to light a campfire. It's required, right? Uh, marshmallows on a stick over the open fire. But what's the one thing, the one thing that always made a campfire? Ghost stories. Ghost stories. Ghost stories about somebody escaped asylums with a hook and ghost stories people hanging from the trees and people seeing the woman in white machetes machetes always machetes right yes. it's always machetes and then you always had that one jerk of a friend who'd come up behind you and touch you in the middle of all this and make you jump and scream and it was fun and it was scary and it was creepy but we've got something to make it even creepier we have true paranormal ghost stories from real people who have decided to come on the show and share what they have with you. So sit back, relax, grab your marshmallow on a stick, grab a friend, and let's hear what our guests have to say. And next caller, welcome. Where are you calling from? Alabama. And who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Jeff, and my daughter Jaden's on the other line, and we're calling to tell you our story about our paranormal experiences. I hear you have a very interesting story to tell. You want to share it with our listeners? Sure. Um, about four years ago, my daughter and my son and I, we went to several uh, hotels, haunted hotels, try to see things, you know. Of course, you know, everybody tries to get an experience. Uh, we went to one in Georgia. Some stuff had happened there. A little girl had died, and a woman supposedly pushed down this elevator shaft. Ew. I got the guy. I got the guy at the desk to take me downstairs, and uh, I bought a brick. Uh, there was a brick down there, and I said, "Hey, can I have one of these bricks?" You know, they were just bricks laying around on the ground. We picked them up. So I, you know, I always take souvenirs home with me when I go to weird places like that for some reason. We did a little bit of investigating while we were at the hospital, after, I mean, at the hotel, while the guy had told us uh, the story of the little girl. My daughter at the time was, how old were you, Jaden? Um, I think I was about, like, 10. Okay. I told her, I said, well, why don't you put some toys out in the hallway and see if the little girl will play with you? Well, me and us three sat out there, and I had a little camera and stuff, and uh, Jaden put some toys down and tried to call the little girl's name. Anyways, uh, she heard some noise down the hallway like somebody was walking towards us. She said, Dad, there's somebody walking. And I said, no, baby, there's not. I mean, you could see it's lit up. Uh, I started taking some pictures. There was a like an orb on uh, next to the carpet in one of the pictures about three feet from Jaden. And then uh, two pictures later, there was right behind her head on the wall was an orb. We didn't notice that, of course, till we got home and saw the film and everything. Right. Well, we had brought the brick home, and I didn't think nothing much of it. Three or four weeks later, daughter and I were sitting in my room uh, watching TV, as we always did every night. We started hearing this woman speak. Uh, we didn't know. It sounded like it was kind of coming from the attic. It was just mumble, like words, and, and I, I couldn't understand. I said, I turned the TV totally down, 
And I said, she's looking at me. She's scared by then. She's like, you know, sitting up like, Dad, what, what was that? And yeah. it sounded like it was, you know, in the room with us. Uh, I got up. I said, uh, I don't know what that is. I went outside and checked, looked around the windows, outside of the house, nobody. And there's not another woman here. It was just us three. Uh, we kept hearing that over and over and over that night. It was like maybe asking, like, it sounded like it was sad. We couldn't figure out what in the world it was. Anyways, about a few days after that, this when all the paranormal stuff started happening. That we started getting knocks in the house. Oh. Um, and how long have you lived in the house up to this point? I grew up in this house, so I've been here since 78. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yes. And my, my, my father passed away. He did pass away in the home uh, 13 years ago, but my mother got sick and she moved out, and I got in the house and raised my kids here by myself. So uh, we've lived here a long time. Never had anything. Nothing. Yeah, that's why I was asking. Yes, sir. We started, it started with voices, uh, whispering in your ear at night. I, I'm a very light sleeper. I was a fireman for years. I have a little bit of PTSD, so I don't sleep very well at night. And, uh, it, of course, it startles me when I hear somebody whispering in my ear. That, that scares me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't expect nothing like that. It's also started with our cat. It started, like, backing away from things. Uh, just out of the blue, we'd be sitting in the living room. Our cat would look down the hallway, she'd arch her back up and start backing up, and she would go actually go hide behind the couch. And that was very, not nor her normal behavior yeah. by any means. It even got to the point uh, we've had uh, dishes fly out of a cabinet that is locked by a magnetic door latch, and it's very hard to open. One night, um, the kids and I were sitting in here watching TV, and we heard the little cabinet door open. I looked at them. I said, did y'all hear that? That's that cabinet door. And I thought maybe the cat had, was trying to jump up on the cabinet, you know, or something. Yep. And uh, next thing we know, we hear plates hitting the floor. Oh. And we go, we go running in there, and the cat's in there with us. So she comes running out of the room with us, and... There's plates, and there was no way the cat could open that cabinet. I mean, it's, like I said, it's magnetically shut, and it's very hard to open. Uh, we've had uh, my son, we've had, uh, let me put it, we've had adults of my friends come over. I have two friends that are adults that will not come back in my home. One of the ladies was sitting on the couch, and I noticed she kept jerking her arm and looking at her wrist, and I'm like, you know, something wrong? I thought maybe a bug had gone on or a fly or something. And she said, oh, it's nothing. And I said, okay. So me and her were talking, and I, she did it again, and she got really pale. And she stood up, and I said, what's wrong? And she said, somebody just grabbed my arm. And I said, what? And she said, somebody. I, I don't tell people nothing before, you know, they come in the house. Right. I wait till after they have an experience before I say anything. And yeah, she uh, she got up and darted out the door and said, "We're gonna have to talk on my porch." I, she said, "I'm not coming back in your house." And then I started telling her the things we had going on in the house. So, how long after it started did this incident happen? I would say about anywhere between two, three more weeks, maybe. Okay. After we came home, is when we heard the voices, and then then it just. It was like things started happening, and like sometimes twice a week, two or three times a week, 
it seems to happen more during the holidays. I don't know from October to January, it's more active during the, I don't know why. That's interesting. Is it still happening? Yes. Yes, ma'am. It happens in little spurts, but during those holiday seasons, it begins to pick up a lot. <laughs> so have you tried removing the brick from your house? We, uh, I have been told that, uh, but I was told to take it back to where we got it from. Uh. And we haven't traveled back there. I don't want to just throw it outside because I'm afraid of the stay here. So next time we travel to Georgia, which, you know, it's about a three or four hour drive, I'm going to, we, we plan on taking it. But I have been sick over the last few years and been unable to travel. Gotcha. Uh, it sounds to me, not that you asked my opinion, but, you know, I'm obnoxious. I'll give it to you anyway. Um, it, it sounds to me like somebody's trying to get your attention. It doesn't sound like anything malicious. Mm-mm. I mean, Aside from the dishes and, and people being grabbed. It's still just attention. Yeah, that all sounds like somebody's trying to get your attention. Um, no one's been scratched or hit or uh, thrown downstairs or anything like that, right? No, sir, no. The worst, like, it's gotten is um, uh, we've identified about, like, two or three different spirits. We've had a little girl singing and humming around the house, and then there's a woman speaking, talking, and then there's the man. Me and my friends would sit at my house alone, like, you know, hanging out, and we'd hear a man yelling, screaming, and that's kind of the most violent that we've noticed. (laughs) Have you tried um, to capture any of this, like, uh, audio or video or anything like that? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, we ha- we called a uh, uh, a friend of mine that he does investigations, and uh, they came over well, about three years ago, and uh, they did an investigation here in the house. I'll let my daughter tell you the things they found. Yeah, they brought in a bunch of uh, cameras, some like REM pods and uh, recording device. The stuff would really only happen when we entered the house. Uh, me and this other girl around my age sat in my room. We were the only ones in the house at the time. You could hear doorknobs rattling, and then there was a man talking. And then my dad came in by himself at one point, just alone in the house. You can hear a woman talking, calling out for him by his name. And then we sat down. Everybody did a spirit box in the middle of the living room, and it started cursing at this one dude. It did not like him for whatever reason. And then we had, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's the little device that lights up like the five different colors. Like the red pod? Yes, ma'am. Sorry. They set it beside one of the recliners and it would only go off whenever me and my dad sat beside it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard that before. It was a bit freaky, but um, apparently I think they caught more voices, but we never got the recordings back. They never shared the evidence with you? No, ma'am. No, he called and told us about it and uh, said that he would bring it by one day, but he never has. And how long ago was this? Uh, about three years ago. Oh, okay. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's actually unusual because usually when, if we go out and do a, a residential or something, it's usually within a week. <laughs> yeah. We go through the evidence yeah. and turn it over to the family because it belongs <laughs> it belongs to the family. I think they kind of broke up after not for long after that. Oh, that might be, oh. yeah. Okay, so the spirits in your house did not want them to stay together? <laughs> <laughs> Evidently not. Now I'm really curious. He actually left one of his recorders over here and said he'd get it when he came back. And that, like I said, that was three years ago, so. So is it a digital audio recorder? Yes, 
It is a little tape, little tape recorder, like you take the knowledge or something. So, have you tried using that to capture underneath us? Uh, no, I haven't. We uh, we were going to one time, and you know, people showed up, and of course, you know, with more people here, it's kind of hard because you don't want to have a bunch of people in the house and things of that nature. Right. Well, yeah, especially now. Gets forgot about, yes, especially now. <laughs> and John, when we go back and listen back to this recording, can you time mark this? Yeah. Because I heard somebody, a woman, say hello. I heard it through my headset. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, there's no other woman here. It's just me and my daughter. My son lives in Birmingham now, so he don't even live with us no more. We have all, like, TVs and stuff muted and off. Yeah, it was really weird. It was a whisper. And we've actually caught EVPs during interview sessions before. Oh. So I, I just want to be able to go back and, and listen and whether it was kind of like a artifact from one of the cell phones or if I, we actually caught something. Yes, ma'am. And if we actually caught something, I promise I will let you know. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. thank you. It won't be three years. Thank you. It won't be three no. years, no. And like I said, I was I was a stern, you know, one of those. I've always been an open-minded person, but I've never experienced anything in my whole life. And well, all the tragedies and the things I've seen being an EMT, and you know, and I, I've never experienced anything. And for a while there, I thought maybe one of those people followed me home. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that would be a logical assumption. But it certainly does correlate timing-wise with bringing that artifact from that one location. Exactly. That's what made me think it was that. But then when we got the man, we don't know where the man's come from. That's that's the man's voice. I've heard it. We hear it on several occasions. One night, I came out of the restroom. The restroom's like in the middle, down at the very end of the hallway. And my bedroom's to the right. And I always leave my TV on and light. And one night, I came out of the bathroom. My daughter's room's to the left. Her door was wide open, lights off, no TV in there, nothing. I seen something that I don't get scared very easy. I, I'm very hard to scare, you know, and, and be and be shaken up. I seen something, a man, it looked like, uh, you know, the black suit that Spider-Man wears? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a Venom, a Venom costume, kind of. But it was totally black, and it was crawling upside down on the ceiling. Oh. It happened, it happened, it went around the ceiling fan and shot toward her closet and disappeared. It was like five seconds, and it was gone, and I went into the living room where the kids were at the time, and I, 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 I was... I wasn't sure. It took me a while, a few minutes, to gather what I had just seen. And I'm like, did I really just see that? Oh, yeah. You've got to replay it a few times. <laughs> just question your sanity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I, I, I know I'm not asleep. I haven't taken anything. I'm not a drinker. So, uh, you know, I know it's not that. I'm like, did I just really, really see that? So I was really shaken up about that for uh, the whole rest of the night, actually. Uh, that That really unsettled me that night. Oh, I'm sure you were staring at the ceiling everywhere you were looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've also had it, uh, I didn't know about all this stuff until we researched it, but uh, it mimics my daughter. Uh, I will go, like, walk into the kitchen, and I'll see her walk by the, like, the, the kitchen uh, into the hallway where the entrance is, and I'll say, hey, are you going, where are you going? And She's in the living room. She said, what? And I'm like, you just walked 
and I'll go out there and double take, and she's not there. But I've just seen her walk by. Right, right. And that's happened many times. It does it to her as well. I only see a shadow man. She sees a shadow man, yes. I see her. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask. The, the shadow doesn't bother me so much, but the mimicking, that kind of gets my attention. Yes. Yeah. That I would keep an eye on. Yeah. Ultimately, what would you want to happen? Would you want it to stop? Do you not mind what's going on right now? No, I, I, I you know, it. I try, Jaden pays attention to it. When it happens, she's all, Dad, you guess what it did today, you know? And I'm like, Jaden, just don't pay it no attention and it'll stop, you know? And some of the times it'll stop. Like it touched me or, you know, I'll be watching TV and I'll feel it touch my leg and I'll say, all right, stop. And then I do it another couple of times and I'll say, please stop. I'm trying to go to sleep or whatever. And it'll stop. And I don't know which one it is. <laughs> but uh, she gets a little unsettled by it. Even my son, he's 27 now. And when he comes back, he gets a little spooked. He sleeps on the couch in the living room. And he'll come up in the middle of the night and he'll come in here and wake me up and say, Dad. I say, yeah. He goes, that thing's walking around the living room and it's it's bothering me because I feel like somebody's standing over me. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. So he's, he gets real nervous. So I'm like, well, you know, I got a king size bed. And I'm like, well, just lay over here and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a little kid again. Exactly. <laughs> it, I think it likes getting my attention because I get freaked out a lot. I hear like voices. And sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll see somebody standing over me. And then it also do like footsteps in the attic when nothing's really up there. And then the cat will start responding to it. She'll stare behind me or start walking away like she's terrified of something. The footsteps, do they sound like, like a person? Yes, it does. It's like heavy footsteps. Okay, yeah. It sounds like, you know, somebody walking on carpet. That little... Sh- yep. That shuffle. little... Sh- that sh- yes. And it, and it does that. It'll go all the way around the, the room. And, and it, it'll, it'll like walk by you and then it'll walk toward you and then stop. And then that's when you get this really, the hair on your neck stands up. You get that, okay, I'm fixing to see somebody when I look up. And, you know, you jerk up real fast and there's nobody there. Does it seem like it's, it's I don't want to say ramping up because that's not exactly what I mean. But does it seem like it's it's becoming more than it has been? Or is it still like the same steady level of activity? I think, uh, I think the activity is, like I said, it comes in, you know, waves. But I think it's the it's doing more stuff that it didn't do before, you know, like the touching my leg, crawling on the ceiling. That stuff didn't happen in the first couple of years. And then it's it slowly started getting, you know, like it's doing more. Like it's, I wouldn't say more active, but it's doing different things. Yeah, more inventive. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's typically what happens. If they can't get your attention, they're going to do whatever they can well, they have their attention, but, no, but they're not, not in the way their attention. Right, the, whatever it is specifically that they want from them, they're not getting yet. Sounds like I'm going to ask Jaden. Yes, ma'am. Do me a favor, and if you don't, if you don't have any, or you don't know where to get any, your dad can can ping me offline. But get some black tourmaline. Stick it in your pocket. Just carry it with you. Okay. Um, it, it's, uh, I don't want to say protection, but it kind of deters them. It's like a deterrent. <laughs> All right. We've got a little bit of sage we were given by somebody. 
that's more that's that's more of uh basically preventing an attachment well that and 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 cleansing the house but you really got to know what you're doing when you're cleansing your house to do that oh okay the the black tourmaline is more of a the black tourmaline yeah it's more of a deterrent it's like hey leave me alone kind of thing all right that's good. <laughs> okay. If you don't know where to get it or you don't know how to get it or whatever, uh, let me know. I'll send you some. Thank you. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, ooh, you, it's evil. I'm just, if it's... If it's disturbing you. If it's disturbing you and it's being a pain in the butt and you'd really rather not have it harass you so much, yeah. this will work. This will mute it down a little bit. It just freaks me out a lot because if my dad runs out of the house, I'll see like the shadow of a man like peeking around the corners at me or standing in the like hallway areas when I walk by. And we've had neighbors comment when we're out of the house that somebody's standing in our windows when nobody's actually there. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, the neighbors like sometimes we'll be out to eat or something and the neighbors will call me and say, hey, are you at home? And I'm like, no, why? And they go... Well, we know your truck's gone, but your lights are coming on and off and your TV's shutting on and off in your bedroom, and it looks like somebody's standing in your living room. We keep seeing, like, a shadow walk by your curtains, so somebody's in your house. And, of course, I'll I'll drive home real fast, and me and the neighbor will come in, you know, with guns, looking around, thinking somebody's broke in, but nobody's ever here. Right, right. Yeah. I do recommend the black tourmaline. Okay. I know that it helps when... Believe it or not, my house is haunted also. <laughs> and oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got a, a little girl that's been with us from day one that is attached to John. That she does, she, She's friendly. She's sweet. She's nice. She, she pops up every once in a while. And we've got a couple of other folks that come in and out and a new one that yeah. just, just popped up this week because uh, I felt the need to bring in a doll that I really liked that called to me. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> don't do that. Don't recommend it. <laughs> and you know they don't bother us we don't bother them if they act up then we tell them to knock it off kind of thing just what you're doing yes uh, I got a question do you think that uh, you know your husband had said earlier you know me being an EMT I have I have bad PTSD from that and you know people that I, I've seen a lot of death and people I couldn't save and I dwell on it and like, oh, I should have done this, that. And sometimes I think they're feeding off of me. They can. Because I have horrible, horrible nightmares. I mean, horrible. I wake up screaming and crying and throwing things and uh, I'll tear furniture, I'll flip the bed. I mean, it's, you know, violent. And the whispering in my ear. And I'm always tired. I mean, I'm just tired. Uh, the last three or four years. Uh, the depression has gotten worse, and I'm just tired all the time. Yeah, You're in a position where you have the PTSD, but if you're also a little bit of a sensitive... Yes, ma'am. It can overlap like that. Okay. Right? I, I, I can't say 100%, yes, this is one thing, or yes, this is another thing, but I mean, there are instances where it can overlap, so both of them could be, you know, be a factor in what you're experiencing. Okay. Yeah, I always thought I was one of those, what do they call that, where people feel emotions, like walking around, and you can feel anger. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I've always been able to do that. Ever since I was a kid, I could walk in a room and pick out the person that's mad in the room from the other side of the room, because I could just feel the, you know, the the the, 
the aura about it. I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah, and that's a huge energy drain. I will tell you that right now. That'll 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 really weigh down your energy. Huh. Okay. But yeah, I would be very interested because yeah, we need to get this you know out of here. I, I want it to be you know, I, it, like I said, it don't it don't. I try to ignore it, but it it needs to go find its peace, you know, somewhere and and be at peace. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you don't want them there, then they don't need to be there. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Exactly. You know, ours are not breaking dishes, so. Oh yeah, you're not. <laughs> Ours don't break dishes. They do lots of other things, open cabinets and things, and the doll that we just got moves on her own. But, you know, they're not throwing things around the house, so. <laughs> or, or lurking around corners and freaking people out. Well, there was that arm. There was, there was the arm that I saw that time. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the arm freaked me out. But so. not, like, on a regular basis. Like, no, not on a regular like basis. getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned that um, they know that they're freaking her out, so they're going to go out of their way to freak her out. Right, they're getting a reaction. I think they find it funny. <laughs> we live in a decent neighborhood, and it's sad when I come home. And she, my daughter, she's pretty tough because she grew up with me and her brother. So she's, you know, pretty hard, you know, when it comes to things. But I'll come home, and she's like almost in tears. Scared to death, going. I thought you. I thought you'd already come home. I heard that man talking. I'm like, baby, I just pulled up. I'm just walking in the door. And she'd be, and I don't like her to be like that. You know what I mean? Be scared of her own home. No. Have you tried putting up like blink cameras or anything? No, we we haven't. Uh, I just like I said, I was sick for several years here, and uh, I, I just really, really got to recently got to where I'm able to get back. I, I'm retired now. Uh, disabled and uh so i'm at home all the time and i got really sick for several years over the past couple years so i haven't been able to really do a lot okay but that's that's our story (laughs) so i want to thank you guys for sharing your story i know that couldn't have been easy for you but i appreciate you coming on to tell us about what's going on with your with you and your house well thank you for having us on we we enjoy telling our story thank you for letting us have this opportunity absolutely thank you and we have another caller on the line. Hey, caller, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about what's going on. I am Mike from Michigan. And in the early 2000s, my wife and I used to live uh, rather near New Orleans. So we'd go over there uh, every couple months or so. And we used to go to the O'Flaherty's Irish Channel Pub, which is on Toulouse Street, it was a nice place. They had live music. They had uh, good sandwiches and beer, and it was off the main drag. So you could go there, have a beer and a sandwich, and then come back up to Bourbon Street, see all the crazy, and then just go back there to kind of unwind. So we always liked going there. And on one particular visit, we figured the place is haunted because most places in New Orleans are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the place has been there for you know hundreds of years. And I was sitting at a table with my wife. It was hot. Uh, as it always is there. And I was just, she was complaining about how hot she was. And I was like, well, I just feel, I must be sitting under a vent because I'm, I'm nice and cool. And she said, do you see a vent anywhere around you? And I'm like, no. And she said, it's probably your ghostly girlfriend. Cause whenever <laughs> we went there before, it just kind of felt a little bit of a welcoming thing. This time it was, the presence was as real as if she was sitting beside me. Okay. And like she, I could feel arms around me. I was sitting and I could feel her hugging me from behind, like pressed up 
to me, hugging me from behind. My wife could feel the cold on my arms where I said I could feel it. So she could feel the presence too. And it felt like it was a lady, definitely. And she really was into me. So I don't know uh, what sparked that, but she was all over me. I could feel her every time I got up to go somewhere. I felt her right beside me. And I almost felt like I, I had to tell her to give me a second so I could go into the bathroom because it felt like she was just going to follow me into the bathroom. Oh, wow. She was just like by my side the entire night. And there was a fountain in the courtyard there. And for some reason, I felt very, very sad when I walked past that fountain. And it went away when I was away from the fountain. Turns out that that is where this uh, this lady had died. So the story is, her name is Angelique. In the early 1800s, she was a mistress of the guy who owned the, the, the house. And she was Creole, or mixed blood of some type, so they mm-hmm. could not get married because of the miscegenation loss. And she wanted more. She confronted her lover and they got in a bad argument and he pushed her out of the window and she broke her neck and died where they have that fountain. Wow. He was depressed and hung himself. Wow. And, uh, so apparently his spirit is there on the third floor and his wife's spirit is there as well. But I only felt Angelique because she was like, like I'm saying it was, it was as real a presence, like a welcoming, loving presence, like, she was happy to see me after I'd been away for a while. It was just that kind of feeling what you get when you go home after a trip and everybody's happy to see. You. Yeah. That was, that was an amazing, it wasn't scary. It was more cool. And I know some people, some accounts, they say they've seen her and they call her the lady in white. I didn't see her at all, but she is, I mean, it was as real as if she had been holding my hand the entire night. That was going to be my question, if you saw her physically or if it was just you felt her presence. Just the presence. No uh, sounds or anything like that. It was just the presence of her being right next to me. Did anybody else feel anything? I mean, I know your wife said she felt cold, but did she feel a presence as well? Did other patrons notice anything going on? I don't, I don't know if anybody else noticed it. I know that Vicky could feel a little bit of it, the fact that somebody was there. She's got a lot more. Uh, uh, I'm pretty dense when it comes to supernatural things. Some people pick up on it better. You know, they go to a place, oh, this is haunted. I can feel X, Y, and Z. And I'll just walk around. You know, it's like, I don't feel a thing. He has a higher level of sensitivity. Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. And I do not. <laughs> so I can imagine if, it was, if uh, she had felt it, it would have been probably even a little bit stronger. Wow, that is incredible. And you said that you had been there in the past and felt it just not as strongly. Yeah, she kind of was, like I said, she would joke with me that it was my ghostly girlfriend. It it started because we were in the courtyard uh, drinking uh, beers, and I had noticed that my beer kept getting colder, and I was, and, and Vicky was like, oh, yeah, that's your ghostly girlfriend. Oh, if you could just patent that. a beer that gets colder after you order it instead of warmer that would be something exactly especially because when we're outside it would have been yeah hot outside yeah million dollar idea and but and then i noticed when i was almost 
about halfway through, I saw that there was lipstick on the glass. Oh. And she hadn't been wearing any. And, uh, you know, Guinness has that very white head. So I would have seen it coming out too, you know, when I got the beers from the bar. So. Right. Yeah. It, that, so she was like, oh, yeah, that's your ghostly girlfriend. So, you know, maybe she picked up on something <laughs> long before I did. The cool thing is we had no idea about that place being haunted when we went. And then I want to say a week or two later, they had a uh, Travel Channel documentary. And that was one of the segments. And the guy they had playing her lover, he looked like me. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if they had, you know, just picked some actor or if they actually had a picture of this guy or a painting or what have you. But, yeah. Right. And they cast him as such. I was going to ask you if there's any way to know if you had any kind of physical resemblance or or otherwise, maybe even just something about your demeanor or your, your occupation or something. Yeah. That might have made her feel so comfortable with you, like you were so familiar. Might have just been, I don't know, that I have a bad sense of direction, but while my wife gets confused uh, when we get around New Orleans, I've never felt lost there. I can always find my way. It's kind of weird. So it's only in that one little section in the French Quarter, but I, I just always seem to know where things are. So you never know. <laughs> Maybe we had met before. It could be your ghostly guide. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> guide and girl. Yeah. Or something like a connection to the husband. I don't forget his name. Um the lover. Yeah. Maybe there's some kind of past connection there. Yeah, there could be. I don't, uh, there was a good article I looked up online before I got on here to make sure I had her name right, because I got her name uh, confused with uh, Evangeline, so I wanted to make sure I was telling you the right name, but it's at, uh, I think it was a Ghostly Tours of New Orleans uh, website that I looked at to confirm her name. I didn't know about the other two at all. The guy is apparently very violent, like I said. And the wife is apparently will slap you or make make her presence known if uh, you're being rude. But you didn't experience either one of those no. individuals? Nope. That's interesting, actually. Well, and that's really awesome that you experienced all this without any uh, predisposed you know, transference from having seen a program like that first or anything like that. I mean, you went in there completely cold without any kind of influence. Right, right. That's what makes it so cool, because I didn't know about it. Yeah. Right. So how many times would you say you have went there before this last experience? We spent a lot of time there, uh, the three times. So this is the third time. We would go have a beer and leave, or maybe listen to some music and leave, but this was uh, the three times when I felt anything at all was at night so it was more crowded and you know a little bit more active yeah energetic right and apparently she likes the music and and the atmosphere that you know of the bar and people having fun and having a good time unfortunately that bar is closed uh that closed after uh katrina oh okay uh it's now a culinary uh like a cajun uh teaches you how to cook oh okay I was going to ask if Vicky would let you go back again after how friendly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no, telling where, <laughs> no telling where it could go if you went back another yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if I'd let you go back in that circumstance. <laughs> I'm not sure I would, I would want you to. <laughs> we might have words there. <laughs> My man, damn it. So is this the only time that you've experienced paranormal or has it happened in the past? No, I have not had any 
prior paranormal experience. That's incredible. Yeah, that really is something, the way she just came came out to you. Yeah, strongly, strongly. Yeah. So usually when we, we talk to people and they've had an experience that's that profound, they usually have had a lot of experiences, smaller experiences in the yeah. past. But it seems like you've got you've got this one that just really likes you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I just never have had any kind of feeling like that. You know, you hear stories, people get terrified and all that. Like, hey, you know, hey, this is my only paranormal experience, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, that can happen too. Yeah, definitely. I think people get terrified because they don't know what's going on. Mostly. Yeah, a lot of it is mostly. the fear of the unknown. It was yeah. such a strong feeling of being loved that I didn't have any kind of fear. So it was sweet. more of a, wow, this is really cool thing. Yeah, there was no animosity or anger right. or, or ill will or anything sensed. I think this is one of my favorite experiences we've heard. This is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> don't hear something like this very often. No, no, not at all. My wife mentioned that she felt like she shouldn't touch me when she was, when uh, Angelique was on me. So she did just mention that. Like, no. <laughs> Is your wife there? Yeah. Vicky, yeah. right? Give her the phone. Oh, okay. She wants to talk to you for sure. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Vicky. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. When all this was going on, what were you experiencing? Um, with him... I didn't really notice a change in his demeanor or anything, but well, I guess, like you mentioned, when I reached out to hold his hand, it felt like there was a cool air blowing around his hand, and I really felt like I shouldn't touch him while this was happening. I felt that this was a personal experience with him. I felt it would have been very disrespectful for me to be in any way publicly demonstrative towards him as a girlfriend. I was his yeah. wife at that time. You know, I I felt it would have been very wrong for me to be any in any way demonstrative towards him. So I just sat on my side of the table and just let him experience it and enjoy it. I did feel his glass. I did feel his glass cold, and my beer was hot and sweaty as everything else in New Orleans. <laughs> I I was a little jealous there. I wanted to switch beer glasses with him, but I felt that it was yeah. his experience, and it was just something very personal for him. It was like we were in our own little world and there were other people around. I mean, the room was crowded. There were people around, but it felt like we were in a little bubble. It felt like we were in our own little world at that moment. It felt quiet. It felt hushed. I would find excuses to get up and leave the table. They had a book of the Kells around the corner. So I would go look at that. I went outside and I sat by the fountain for a while, but I would um, make a few excuses just to just leave because it felt like it was just something personal he should be experiencing. Wow. Such an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people would oh, yeah, they not would have... react that way. Oh, no. You... And I think it's really awesome that you yeah, did. Yeah, you just have to accept that there are things beyond you that you don't understand, you can't possibly understand. You have to feel them when they're around you. You have to feel what goes on, and you can choose to turn off and ignore some of the negative if you just want to pull yourself away from it. But um, when something that positive is happening, you just don't want to encroach on it. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I really do. And I think how you guys handled the whole situation was exactly how it should have been handled. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, they they didn't run away in fright. They let it play out. They had the experience. They respected it. Vicky didn't get all proprietary and protected. Oh, no. Mike Mike didn't run (laughs) off screaming. 
I, I've yeah. seen grown men run off screaming for less. So Mike didn't run off screaming. He got a really cold beer out of the. Yeah. Office. Yeah. I mean, on that's, a hot that's a plus. New Orleans night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I still keep going back and dwelling on that. I, I, I'm a beer drinker. And I yeah. tell you, one of my pet peeves is paying a premium price and it being not cold, yeah. you know, not ice cold. And Especially a kid. His reaction honestly surprised me. And that made me, that made me realize that there was something special going on. His reaction honestly surprised me because he's quite terrified of things he doesn't understand. That's true. <laughs> and, um, and that's that's natural to be. Yeah, yeah, this was something different. There was uh, that's the only way I can express it. Is there's something different? There was something different. There was something good. There was something wholesome about it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I do. I love this story. Uh, that, that's that's accurate. It was very, like I said, like I was being welcomed back. Yeah. We almost feel like maybe she knew that was the last time she was going to see him in some weird sort of way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, neither did I, but it makes perfect that sense. That was yeah. the last night we went, and then um, shortly thereafter, Katrina came through and destroyed everything. And that was the rest of history, yeah. yeah. Have you been back to New Orleans since? We have not. We were planning, our son turned 21 a couple of years ago, and we were planning on taking him to get drunk there, but the <laughs> Hurricane Michael destroyed both of our hometowns in, uh, in the panhandle of Florida, so we spend our money over on that end of the state. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that, that was traumatic. Well, I want to thank you guys. I mean, this story is fantastic. This oh, is yeah. like, the seriously, the best story that I've heard. Well, I'm glad you liked in, it. In the year and a half we've been doing this. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming on to share it. Yes, thank you. No problem at all. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. You have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Y'all take, take care. Take care. Hey, if you like what you hear, and how could you not? We are freaking adorable. Check us out as Crazy Cat Paranormal on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes.